28th starts opening weekend for your Staten Island Ferry Hawks. And 77 WABC has your free tickets. Hi, this is Homer Bush, manager of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. Come out to the stadium, bring the family, come watch some great baseball. Join 77 WABC hosts and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks for opening night this Friday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks for your free pair of tickets. April is Autism Awareness Month. And 77 WABC, through the 77 WABC Radio Foundation, is dedicated to creating an inclusive world for all individuals with autism throughout their lifespan. Supporting research and innovation that drives toward improved quality of life and well-being and advances in care for autistic individuals and their families. Together, we're going to build a path forward and drive change. 77 WABC cares. Today at 5.06 p.m., Donald Trump speaks with Katz and Cosby, talking Biden, the election, his new book, and so much more, exclusively on 77 WABC. 77 WABC goes the distance to entertain with the number one news talk radio morning show in New York City. To inform with 77 WABC news updates every hour. To speak our minds with live shows focusing on local and national stories. To dance with music radio 77 WABC. We are the world famous 77. 7 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noah Layden. Yep, that's me, 531. Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 26. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today, high 59. Tonight, overnight, those clouds hang around low 49. Thursday, a repeat of Wednesday. Sun and clouds, high 60. If you're walking out the door with us right now and appreciate that you are, 36 partly cloudy up in Mount Kisco, Westchester County, 35 in Monroe, New Jersey, and it is 46 and partly cloudy here in Midtown, working our way up to 6 o'clock, Sid and friends in the morning. Oh, by the way, I should thank you because um, we got our numbers for April and the 77 WABC News Hour with Noam Layden. I think that's the complete title name of the show. We're number one. How cool is that? Number one in New York City at this hour, beating all those news stations. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that day. So thank you. That's pretty cool. Uh, this is not so cool. Half of New York City households do not have enough money to comfortably hold an apartment, access food and basic health care, and get around. This is according to a report from the Fund for the City of New York. Uh, they do this study every single year, compare year over year, and these are bad numbers. 50% of working-age New Yorkers are struggling every day to cover basic needs. And uh, organizations that help these people say they're helping more people than ever. And people coming into these places like the United Way and food pantries, they say they see people coming in they've never seen come in before. We can raise incomes or we can take measures to reduce 
the costs. What I thought immediately was, yikes, we're about to lose all the talent that we have in New York City. Well, we are. A lot of those people going to places where there's no income tax or where things are more affordable. Maybe it's warmer, like Florida. The percentage of households struggling to afford basic needs was higher than any other year in the report's two-decade history of studying the cost of living in New York. The report found that households need to bring in at least $100,000 a year to afford food, housing, Housing, transportation, uh, family of four would need $150,000. The average salary in New York City is around $50,000. So that means $100,000 off that mark. And you might not be surprised to hear this, that uh, salaries have not kept up with kept up with costs in New York City. So many New Yorkers say they're not even close to making ends meet and they're always thinking about where they could go elsewhere to make things better. New York's very expensive. Inflation, all the prices are going up, real estate's going crazy. Because everything went up. Rent went up, food went up, gas went up, everything went up. The study found the highest rates of households struggling with income uh, inadequacy are up in the Bronx, particularly the central uh, Bronx, parts of Brooklyn, including Brownsville and Ocean Hill. People really struggling in those neighborhoods to keep their heads above water. For everything to be so expensive, rents to be so expensive, and uh, people's salaries have not uh, increased at all. So this organization that does this study every single year always also comes out with recommendations. The recommendation is pretty obvious. They say uh, increase wages to assist New Yorkers struggling to meet basic needs would help out and improving access and increasing benefits to help New Yorkers afford housing. would That's the biggest thing. Housing is taking such a chunk out of paychecks that uh, people are finding it almost impossible to live in New York. It's always been expensive to live in New York, by the way. This is not news, but it's more expensive than it's ever been because salaries have not kept up with the costs. And this is 20 years of doing the survey. They say this is the worst case of that taking place. 536, Harry Belafonte passing away yesterday. A very political guy was a, such a success in, of course, the music world, the film world, was an early supporter, key strategist in the civil rights movement. No one can deny the fact that art and culture played a huge role in how human minds and hearts were opened and touched. Now, I know a lot of people who might be listening were not fans of his politics, but I'm always a fan of someone who gets off the couch and does something to push their own cause because I'm the one who's sitting on my couch usually not doing that. His activism included a campaign against apartheid, a successful one, by the way. He mobilized support for the fight against AIDS, became a UNICEF goodwill ambassador. We still have wars. We still have poverty. As long as these things exist, there's always going to be something to do. But that cannot distract from the fact that uh, we're on the way. Yet right up till the end, he was always involved in these causes. Uh, His wife, uh, Pamela, spoke out yesterday. He was a wonderful, wonderful man and had a beautiful journey and did a lot of of good for a lot of people. He's in a very peaceful place. Yeah, sorry to see him go, but 96, that's a pretty good run. He died of congestive heart failure in his Upper West Side home this week. 537, traffic, transit, and weather on the 7th. Here's Joe Nolan. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Well, on 78 on the eastbound side, coming into exit 40, there is an accident there. The two left lanes are going to be out of service as you start to get through that area. Now, 1 and 9 southbound at North Avenue, an accident with a jackknife tractor trailer. That will continue on the outbound side of the bridge on the upper level, a disabled right lane. Also, on the Jackie Robinson, as you come on into the Kew Gardens interchange, we have an accident there. There is one lane out of service. Now, that road work that they do every night on the Merritt Parkway on the northbound side between 37 and 41, that's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. And every single day, that causes delays as they pick it up. So today's no exception as you're heading northbound. Uh, you've got that problem. Now, if you're on the LIE coming inbound, you really don't have any issues at all this morning. Everything there seems to be moving along very nicely uh, out of Suffolk into Nassau County and then further west again doing pretty well. We have some road work again uh, in uh, Bloomfield Avenue. This is going to be in New Jersey out there in Montville as you travel on the west southbound side coming into uh, the area Route 46 right at the end of Bloomfield Avenue apparently. Uh, lanes are closed there just west of West Caldwell and again that because of ongoing problems and mass transit at this point seems to be running right on or close to schedule and alternate side is in effect. From the Ramsey Mazda weather desk tonight, partly sunny, the high 61. Tonight, chance of showers, a low 49. Then tomorrow, becoming mostly sunny, high 63. Then Friday, mostly cloudy again, the high 62. So kind of an up and down couple of days here. 46 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC News Time 539. A flood of illegal immigration expected when a public health rule, which has been used to expedite deportations, goes away next month. That would put pressure on the nation's overloaded immigration court system. Most of those folks are probably just going to disappear into the United States. Yeah, that's former immigration judge Art Arthur, who is now with the Center for Immigration Studies, says there are more than 2.1 million migrants pending nationwide. Some of them call themselves asylum seekers. Texas, Florida, New York, of course, have the biggest backlogs. In some places, migrants are told to wait 10 years to plead their case, but they're here the entire time. He added to the burgeoning illegal alien population in this country. That's Art Arthur again, who's now uh, working on different ways to hope speed up this process. This is going to break the immigration enforcement system in the United States. That's not hyperbole. Yeah, he's worried about the end of Title 42. Uh, he says that surge of migrants going to flood across the border even more. So it's thousand a day now. Uh, if they find out that this is going away, they say that number could double, triple, whatever. And we don't have the enforcement along the border apparently to stop that. And guess where they're being sent when they cross that border into places like Brownsville, Texas? Lots of time, yeah, put on buses right here to New York. Five forty. We'll bring it back home to New York, Mayor. Adams highlighting new technologies that was used in response to that lower Manhattan parking garage collapse last week. They've been gingerly, slowly taking cars out of that garage, uh, cement, uh, the building's still unstable. But uh, when it all uh, broke last Tuesday and that parking garage pancake, they 
didn't have to send people in. They sent that little digital robot, the one that looked like a dog, in there to snoop around. It's awfully cool and futuristic looking, but cooler than that is it could send pictures back to firefighters and police officers so we didn't have to risk their lives uh, to let them know what was going on inside. Our robot teams were able to determine that no other person or no other individual was trapped and also inspect the building structural components. And the tragedy, that one person was, of course, lost. It was the manager of that Ann Street parking garage died in the collapse. Uh, but they uh, were able to quickly determine how many other, if anybody else, was in there, which was amazing. It was the first time the fire department put its robot dog into action. The building was determined to be structurally unsafe, unsafe for first responders, so they knew not to send them in. Adams says there's concern about new technology, but he insists it won't be intrusive and that it'll be used in limited circumstances. This concern that it's going to be abused is not used. That is not true. This is not going to be intrusive. It is going to be used on limited circumstances. Yeah, I think I just said that all. But uh, the thought is there's lots of people who say, talk about how pricey this software, these robots are, and that you need somebody to maneuver them from the outside. But if we're saving lives, there's that upside, of course, as well. Out to uh, Suffolk County. Suffolk County Police arresting 21 gang members who they say had enough fentanyl to can kill tens of thousands of people. Law enforcement was able to recover approximately 268 grams of fentanyl, which is enough fentanyl to kill roughly 134,000 people. That's District Attorney Ray Tierney says they found the fentanyl hidden in really odd places. Uh, the You know, everybody tries to figure out where to hide it. It used to be people would swallow stuff like this. You can't do that with fentanyl. Uh, this case... Uh, they were in the back of baby car seats that they ripped apart. They found fentanyl. Uh, they had trap doors in some some of these residences where they were hiding this fentanyl. Police recovered 268 grams of fentanyl, which Tierney says uh, was a lot. Uh, that is a lot. This is the tip of the iceberg. If you ask me, I think there's a lot more out there. Yeah, they say just a matter of time till they catch up with others who are involved uh, with these 21 gang members. 543, bring it back here into the city. Uh, the New Yorkers uh, on the street talking about how Fox News parted ways with uh, Tucker Carlson, their number one primetime host. Don Lemon over at CNN. Uh, here's what some of them think. About time. I think you can only lie for so long before it catches up to you. They, they should do more than just fire him. They should lock him up with all those other Fox News freaks. I like this guy, you know, he was like try push the government to do something. Yes, yeah, so uh, in very blue New York City, not surprised to hear that uh, reaction. The network announcing the decisions uh, just days after that $787 million defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems was settled. It cost Fox all that money. The workplace culture on Carlson's show was also under scrutiny as a former booker had sued the network for discrimination. Uh, came, of course, the same day that uh, Dom Lemon was let go after 17 years. Uh, here's what New Yorkers had to say about that. Paint drying, that would be just as good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he had a, such a cult following. That it's hard to tell, like, what they can even replace them with. After a while, you just say, enough is enough. Yeah, I thought Curtis Lewa had the best take on this, is in the days after big popular hosts like Don Lemon over at CNN and Tucker Carlson get the boot, uh, people will say, I'm never going to watch that network again. And guess what they found over the years, doesn't matter how big the personality is, 
people continue to watch that same network. They haven't seen, well, in CNN's case, their ratings have gone down, but Fox, no, they've maintained those ratings no matter who is in that 8 or 9 o'clock spot. 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. And here's Justin Ellis. Well, thank you, Noam Layden on the ice. The Islanders, they avoid elimination with a gutsy 3-2 win over the Hurricanes in Carolina to take Game 5 of their first-round playoff bout. After jumping out to an early 1-0 lead in the first, Brock Nelson doubled the lead in the second off an assist uh, from Sebastian Ajo's face before an answer from Carolina. Then it was Matthew Barzal late in the second going up high for the eventual game winner. Barzell with Horvath. Wait, shoot, scores! Matt Barzell restores the two-goal lead. That call courtesy of MSGSN. The Isles come home now for a chance to even the series at three and force a game seven. Puck drop for game six is set for Friday night at UBS Arena. Not a good night on the diamond at all as both the Mets and Yankees both continue their recent struggles with losses last night. The Mets lost their third straight in the form of a 5 to nothing blanking at the hands of the visiting Washington Nationals. While the Yankees dropped their third in a row as well with a 6-2 to loss to the Twins in Minnesota. At 14-10 and overall now, the Mets are just two games back of the Atlanta Braves for first place in the NLE. Still early on here, but nonetheless worth mentioning. But for the Yankees, their 13-11 and overall record has left them in an early season hole. Now seven games back the first place Rays in the AL East. Now the Rays will fall off a bit. They're 20-3 and three or 20-4. and four. So they're bound to fall off a bit. But the Yanks, they got to start stringing together some wins, and they'll try to begin that surge this afternoon in the finale with the Twins set for 1.10 p.m. Eastern time in Minnesota. As for the Mets, the middle game of their three-game set with Washington will get underway tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, on the hardwood tonight, Knicks are out in Cleveland taking on the Cavaliers at 7 p.m. for Game 5 of their first-round playoff series. Trying to move on here. The Knicks are currently up three games to one. Are they going to finish them off tonight? Yeah, I think so. Why not? You might as well get it done tonight. You know, get it out of the the way. Yeah, rest up a little bit for the next series. Exactly. They're playing good basketball, so I don't see a reason as to to why they wouldn't uh, grab the victory tonight. But again, they are in Cleveland, and the Cavaliers have their backs up against the wall. So um, things tend to happen when that's the case, when a team is is, uh, desperate. All right, so wait, so you're saying Cleveland's going to win or the Knicks? Gonna I'm win? saying the Knicks are going to win, oh, no, okay. but I'm, I'm giving you a reason. As to, I'm giving you arguments from both sides here. Okay. You're saying ah, it's confusing no when you do that. Well, just like you're supposed to be unbiased, I can't I can't sit here, you know, and, no and wave a Knicks flag. Right, okay. Zero. <laughs> there you go, no. 547, traffic, transit, and weather on the sevens. I think Joe will be definitive about whether the Devils are going to win the next game. Are they going to win? Uh, the Devils definitely going to win. The Knicks are going to win tonight by 20. See, there you go. That's yeah. what Justin needed We're to do. We're going to win by yeah. 20. I have no reason to suspect that. Any, I have no nothing to back that up. I'm just saying. Of course, I'm going to by twenty. But you have an opinion about it. At That's least. right. Yeah. So southbound on the drive or extra heavy for the 120s down into the 70s. Again, there's some construction there that will continue now. If you're traveling eastbound on the Jackie Robinson coming into the Q Gardens interchange, an accident again. That one lane out of service. Now heading outbound George Washington Bridge upper level, a disabled. That's in the right lane. Get way on over to the left. Southbound one and nine coming into Newark Airport. Now just south of North Avenue in the local lane. A jackknife track trailer. That's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Now, if you're headed to the airport, allow a little bit of extra time because this will cause some issues. And then eastbound on 78 at exit 40. 
an accident. The two left lanes are going to be out of service. Mass transit-wise, everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. Check Long Island doing pretty well, actually, coming inbound on the LI until you get west of Lake Success. Then you're a little slow coming through the Cross Island. The Clearview opens up at Main Street and then uh, actually heavy coming into Kew Gardens. Southbound on the BQE building up now, coming down to the Williamsburg Bridge, inbound on the Gowanus BQE Prospect to the Brooklyn Bridge. A lot of slow traffic. Inbound Lincoln Island, George, only minor delays. 82, 82, 87, all that in New Jersey moving very well. Same thing all the way up and down the parkway and the turnpike. No reported problems. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations again today are going to be in effect. Weather forecast, partly sunny today, high 61. Tonight, chance of showers, low 49. Tomorrow, becoming sunny, the high 63. And then Friday, mostly cloudy, high around 62 degrees. So it's cloudy, it's rainy, it's sunny, it's cloudy. 46 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, let's catch you up on some of the big stories of the morning. The uh, court case down lower Manhattan, uh, E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump. That'll continue today. It's this nearly 30-year-old rape claim that E. Jean Carroll says Donald Trump raped her in a luxury department store dressing room here in Manhattan more than 30 years ago. The former president says nothing happened between them. He doesn't even know E. Jean Carroll. There were protesters outside the courtroom yesterday supporting E. Jean Carroll. We believe E. Jean Carroll. So E. Jean Carroll will testify to what unfolded in a few minutes in a fitting room in 1996. She said it would change her life forever. She talked about it on CNN. It was against my will and it hurt and it was a fight. Now, Trump, who wasn't in court and won't probably be in court during this case, has called Carol a nut who fabricated the rape claim. Jurors whose names are being kept secret to prevent potential harassment range in age from 26 to 66. They include a janitor, a physical therapist, people who work in security, health care, collections, a library clerk. Carol, who is now 79, expected to testify as soon as today that she ran into the future president at Bergdorf Goodman when he invited her to shop with him for women's lingerie. She says they teased one another about her trying on a bodysuit. Carol says they ended up alone together in a store dressing room where she says Trump pushed her against a wall and raped her before she fought him off and fled. She only... Uh, opened up about this story back in 2019 in a book she wrote. Trump says that's what this is all about, was a fake story about selling books on his name. 551, the other big story, President Biden speaking out for the first time since announcing his re-election bid. Remember, he dropped that YouTube video, three-minute campaign commercial yesterday. Our economic plan is working. We now have to finish the job, but there's more to do. The White House clarifying that President uh, Biden would serve a full second term if he's elected. So he'd be 82 if he were elected. He'd be 86 at the end of a four-year term. I'm just not going to get ahead of the president. That's something for him to decide. I'm just not going to get ahead of it. And we're, there's a 2024 uh, campaign. Anything related to that, I would refer you to that. That's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. She says the campaign is going to be answering questions like that. Former President Trump lashing out against Biden says he doesn't deserve four more years. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done. New Yorkers responding to a potential Joe Biden-Donald Trump rematch in 2024. Here in New York, that's not a popular idea. One guy who's president now who's half asleep, and you got the other guys who are lunatics on the other side who want to shut everything down. It's too early also. We need just young blood. We really do.
Yeah, it's not a done deal yet, but sure looks like it's heading in that direction. 552, a Riverhead couple says they were scammed out of $15,000. Edward and Brenda Brust say they got a call from what they thought was their security, uh, computer security company. This is like the oldest scam in the book, but this is a senior citizen couple. They didn't grow up with computers around them. Uh, the guy on the phone, first of all, it was a phone call. That's never good. Told them their computer had been compromised and that Brenda's social security number was hacked. And they said in order to make sure that number wasn't shared, they'd have to send $15,000 to Singapore, which seems like a convoluted story. But again, senior citizen couple did not grow up with the Internet with computers and they fell for it. So they ran to their bank and did a wire transfer for $15,000. They spoke to News 12. $15,000 for us is a big hit. It, it hurts. And he says that Brenda's social security number was uh, hacked and that in order to catch this person that stole your social security number and all over in Singapore, that we need $15,000. Yeah, you know, a lot of you probably thinking, how does anybody fall for this? But again, senior citizen couple, you know, they thought it was real. So the minute they sent that $15,000 to let uh, that Social Security number no longer be compromised, they called back and they said that Ed, her husband's Social Security number, had been compromised too and that they needed $30,000 to make sure that his number wasn't shared. So Ed went to his bank to try to take out $30,000. Thankfully, the people at that bank said, wait a minute, something's going on here. This isn't right. Uh, He came back home. So he came home and I told him that we can't do it. No, 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 you go back. Instead of going to your regular bank branch, branch, go to another branch of that bank. Yeah, thankfully, he did not do that. They figured out it was a scam. Uh, they say they're coming forward to tell their story because uh, they don't want to be ashamed and they want to make sure nobody else falls for this. Uh, the Bruce live off of Social Security and their retirement. You hear the story, you almost want to do like a fundraiser for them. They say the scam, a huge hit, and they're hoping their story will stop someone else from falling victim to it. Aaron Rodgers, as you just heard, is uh, headed here to New York. Well, he'll be the quarterback for the Jets this season. Fans uh, reacting to the reports that Rodgers has been traded from the Packers to the Jets. Wonder if he's the man who can bring them to the promised land. Absolutely stoked about it. Hoping that uh, takes us to the promised land. They'll probably get a lot of wins this year. Young team. Jets need to be shook enough a little, so this may be it. Yeah, it's a complicated thing. Packers will swap first-round uh, draft picks. Uh, there's a lot involved in this. Second-round, sixth pick, whatever it is, going to cost the Jets a lot. So fans want to make sure that if, after all this investment that Aaron Rodgers comes through. If he plays a good amount of the snaps and, and uh, has a good season, average season for him, I think we'd be in the playoffs for sure. We'll see. Maybe a change of scenery will do him good and do the Jets good too. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Down at the Jersey Shore, towns are going to court to block uh, these pop-up beach parties vowing to stop what has been just a reoccurring problem before it begins again. You may have seen this last summer. Uh, These parties would be set up online. Nobody's really sponsoring them, but then thousands of people are are on the boardwalk or on the beach causing chaos. The mayor of Seaside Heights says the unwelcome warning is up because of scenes along the Jersey Shore last summer from Long Branch down to Wildwood. So they're watching and monitoring this all online to make sure these pop-up parties don't happen this summer. This is an event that is going to cause problems just by bringing people together, thousands of people that don't know each other, 
for no particular reason except a party. Yeah, so far they've already stopped one party that was set to take place next week. And singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran testifying Tuesday in federal court, Lower Manhattan, that he did not create a hit song for himself by copying a classic Marvin Gaye hit from the 70s. The star entering the federal courthouse to defend his song, Thinking Out Loud. It was Ed Sheeran's Grammy Award-winning track from 2014. The lawsuit claims that Sheeran took the rhythm chord progression and other elements from Marvin Gaye's classic, Let's Get It On. So let's compare the two. This is Ed Sheeran. Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheeks? Marvin Gaye. I don't know. Do you hear it? Yeah, it's close. What's that? It's close. You think so? You think they got a case? No, I don't. I mean, like a couple years ago, they got uh, Robin Thicke. Yeah, that one was really sounded like a I mean, that was egregious. Yeah. I think that was a Marvin Gaye song, too, that he stole, right? Uh, I yes. think you're right about that. Got yeah. to give it up. Yes. He's got to give it up. Well, so they're going to be back in court today. They'll try to figure out if... Uh, whether, whether they get any damages. Plus those geniuses had just said we were listening to Marvin Gaye in the studio while we were recording that song. So, yeah. oh, hi, open and Oops. shut. <laughs> yeah. WABC time check is 557, sponsored by Boulevard Watches. It's also time for traffic, transit, and weather on the sevens. Here's Joe Nolan. Well, again, good morning, everybody. And as you head out uh, this up. morning. Well, huh? Why? Why sorry, are telling sorry. them to shut up? He's My doing a traffic on? report. I wasn't talking to Joe. I was oh, talking okay. to Lindy Ruff. <laughs> What's wrong with Lindy Ruff? <laughs> All right, fine. If you're traveling on the drive southbound, extra heavy from the 120s down to the 70s, some construction there. That's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. If you're on the Jackie Robinson, on the eastbound side of the Kew Gardens Interchange, we still have that accident. That's still being cleared. Outbound George Washington Bridge, upper level, disabled right lane. Now, one in nine. On the southbound side at Newark Airport, jackknife tractor trailer, that's in the local lanes. If you have an early morning flight, allow a little bit of extra time, that's going to be a problem for you. Also, 78 on the eastbound side coming into exit 40. Two left lanes are going to be out, an accident at that point. Still doing very well coming inbound from Long Island. There's some congestion along the way, as there always is, but uh, no uh, reported accidents, at least not at this point. Inbound in lower Brooklyn, we're slow coming away from the prospect, coming up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, but before that, really not that big of a deal. Belt Parkway now starting to build a little bit, coming off of the Cross Island, heading over towards the Van Wyke. If you're on the eastbound Staten Island Expressway, good to the Verrazano, both ways on 440. Again, real no major difficulties there at all. That would be, of course, the West Shore Expressway. Now, if you're in New Jersey, northbound on the Garden State Parkway, coming away uh, from the Jersey Shore and heading further north, again, moving along very nicely. Same thing as you travel on the New Jersey Turnpike, northbound from the center of the state all the way on up uh, to the Meadowlands, and mass transit looks to be in pretty good shape. Weather forecast, partly sunny today, high 61. Chance of showers overnight tonight, the low 49. Tomorrow becoming sunny. High 63, and then Friday, mostly cloudy, high 62. 46 degrees, I'm Joe Nolan. Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC Time Check 559, sponsored by Boulevard Watches. Discover finely crafted timepieces available at Macy's. Let's find out now what's happening on Sid and Friends on this Wednesday morning. Here's Justin Ellick. Well, uh, Noam Aladin, your hump day edition.